your being goddess state is always within reach. It's a state of activating the next version of you that's always wanting to show up. It's pivoting out of the imposter syndrome, head on, eyes open, even within the darkness of this major uprising. Welcome to the rise of the Goddess Collective. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your Goddess Guide. Welcome to Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. I am your host, your Goddess Guide, your (laughs) facilitator. And I am so, so excited about my guests that I'm interviewing. I know sometimes I say that about everyone, but this actual person I'm interviewing (laughs) is my soul sister in another lifetime, big time. I mean, we're talking about goddessing on a whole different level. And you know me, I'm on that journey trying to figure it out, right? Because even though I am super powerful and I'm the goddess that I am, I'm always evolving, right? So it's about evolving and shaking things up so you can heal because we all need to heal. And if you're not healing, then what happens is we bring, we bring some things into our relationships that, that aren't helpful and also could cause harm. So this is why I love, love my soul sister, Tony, <laughs> Tony Bergens. Thank she, you so much. <laughs> she is the creator and facilitator of the journey dance transformation. I mean, it is, it's that. It's all about taking our emotions and moving through our physical body in a way that we can honor ourselves. And I just feel so honored to be interviewing you. Thank you so so much for coming here on Rise of the Goddess Collective. I have to say that I'm going to make a confession. I actually (laughs) did some research for like other podcasts that you were interviewed on. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm going to make this transformational (laughs) in a way that's so different than all those other podcasts. I'm I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm very competitive. So (laughs) what I'd love for you to do is just share with the audience why you even created this Mm. dance. Such a good question. So I, I think it was a mystery to me until it became clear, you know, how things sometimes you just do what you're doing and then you look back and say, wow, that's why I did that. You know, I was in a deep, deep, dark, yucky time in my life. Uh, Dance was always my beloved. You know, I always loved movement, but I had no idea the power of what could be potential until I fell into, I guess you would say, you know, a super deep depression, a lot of self-abuse. I was struggling with so many things. I could list it for you. Uh, I was in my early 20s. I feel super lucky that I found my awakening at, you know, 23, 24. So I could do this for the rest of my life and be so happy. And of course, work on my stuff, work on myself for the last 30 years. But um, I found that the dance floor was my place to communicate with the goddess, with spirit, with the divine and with myself at the deepest level, like nothing, nothing could touch it. Nothing could touch what I find on the dance floor, what I found for myself. And what I found 
was that I am beautiful and I am good enough and I am worthy. And as soon as I found that, and I'm telling you, I found that 20 at age 24 and I just refound it again because we go through so many different, as you said, we're always growing. So when I found it, I was like, oh my God, I was so electrified by realizing that I was not just a messy emotional wreck. I was not just a mind full of crappy thoughts. I was not just like, you know, on the hamster wheel of life and getting a job and trying to be successful and all that crap that I had been, that we'd been conditioned to want. Mm -hmm. I found this like love affair basically with music and the dance floor, both music and the dance floor, my two greatest loves. And, you know, I have kids and everything. I love them too, but like music is my number one, um, probably of all things beloved because it, it transforms people and movement is where like, I found all my expression, like all my expression had just been shut down. I was recently just, I'm writing right now. Um, I'm writing a book, to be honest with you. And I'm writing some stories about the different ways that we get shut down, whether it's through deep trauma, which will shut anybody down. Um, or whether it's through light, <laughs> light trauma that will create lots of pain, we, we get, we have these experiences that encapsulate us and we stop being wild and we stop being free and we stop talking to spirit. It could be re religion, your family, your parents, teachers, you know, kids at school, you know, whatever it was, um, it could be severe trauma, sexual abuse. These things are happening and they have to come to an end. And that is my commitment is to end violence within so I can end violence without my true commitment. I think that's why I came to the dance floor is because it was the one and it's free dance. It's like, it's like free dance with a guide. It's like having a, it's like having a shamanic an alchemic, a, an altered state experience on the dance floor where you can go into a hypnotic state and really do transformational work. And I did not know that's what I was doing. I did not know that's what I was doing. I thought I was just talking and helping people heal, right? But I didn't know that I was taking people and what was happening until later. Now I know what I'm doing. Now, all these years later, I'm moving from the wounded healer who is where most of us are at. I'm moving. Actually, I think I have almost moved, but I'm, but I'm going to call myself a healed healer because I no longer am striving in the particular way that I used to strive as a wounded healer. Now I want to be of service and I want to help as many people as I possibly can while I'm still on this planet, which is a limited time show because, you know, I'm 53. So I know I got a limited time here and I got to like heal as many people as possible, um, bring them this medicine. And that's really, that's really how I, how I found the dance floor. I'm, there's so many stories I could tell you. I mean, I have like just eons of stories for you. So I, I hope that was helpful to explain but basically I was a seeker because I was in so much pain. So I'm hoping that everyone listening to this show has reached that level of pain where they start seeking because sometimes it takes pain to make a movement. It takes pain to make change. Um, I know that I was in so much pain, emotional pain, not physical pain. I was in emotional pain, self-induced, self-perpetuated and that's where we can take responsibility and say, oh, my God, I'm perpetuating self-pain. <laughs> like, when will I stop tearing myself apart? I just made an Instagram reel. I'm actually literally editing a new one, but I just made the first one. The second one's going to be even more intense. Why do we tear ourselves apart? What is the benefit? Like, like at some point, we have to turn that mirror of distorted thinking and say, I actually am. I have compassion for myself. And that's when the heart opens. The heart opens. My heart opened when I finally found compassion for myself instead of always trying to help everybody else. And I was really good at it. And I love it. And I still love helping people. But until I was able to really help myself, I was just not fully present. And now I feel like, okay, I've turned my distorted thinking off. And now I have compassion for myself in a whole new way. And it's taken years. And I'm not going to lie to you. Thousands of dances later, I'm still love the dance so much because it has such transformational power. Mm, I love that. I well, love journey dance. I mean, there's many different kinds of dance. And what I do is called journey dance. And really quick, in, in 1997, when I trademarked the word journey dance, I was like, I am taking people on a journey. Like I hadn't even heard of journeying, like shamanic journeying, creative visualization journeying, hypnotic journey. I've heard of, I heard of, I had heard of hypnosis and I'd done a lot of gestalt therapy before that because I had a lot of trauma. So I worked through a lot of stuff in therapy. So I'd done a lot of psychodrama and a lot of gestalt and a lot of really interesting things, but I didn't really know what journeying truly was until 
until I added music and movement to it. And that is what journey dance is. So that's why it's called journey dance. Cause it's actually, you're being taken on a journey by a guide who's well-trained in all the art form of journey dance. So Michelle, the goddess guide has been to many of my trainings. So I just want to say, I hope you're going to share what you shared um, the other day with us, because that was so powerful. What you shared on the remedy call. Oh God. Yes, definitely. But before I share my amazing healing during this whole process of last year, yes. going through the pandemic, the pandemic brought up so many emotions and awarenesses. Absolutely. And I find that if I didn't um, process what was going on emotionally, I started getting depressed mm -hmm. and lucky for me, um, I was able to sign up for your online program that you basically birthed and created because of the pandemic. It's true. I mean, talk about <laughs> innovating and pivoting online. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how you did that so quickly because I know it's involved for creating an online program because I have my own little mini versions of those things. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us about that component of what you were thinking when the pandemic hit and because generally you do retreats and, and right, physical in-person dancing with people. Yeah. So I was very, very nervous about starting online and I was very, um, I was kind of opposed, <laughs> to be honest, I was kind of opposed. I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to be online. I want to be with people in person because I dance with people. You know, it's all about the interaction of energy and the and like, you know, the mm, and then the oh, and then all that, all the emotions that come from the body. So I thought, oh, this is never going to work. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I started in my little office one day I said, okay, it was April 7th. And I said, all right, let's just try this. We're just going to try zoom. And we did it. We had like 250 people came and I was like, oh my God, I'm totally unprepared. I had a mic. I mean, I worked through it. I had, I figured out all the setup, you know, cause I'm pretty techie at this point, but you know, it takes a lot. Technology is wow. always changing. So I was like, what's this? What's that? What's that? What's that? I, was, I had this funny skit I was going to do. I have, a, I have an alter ego character named Barbara Greenbaum and she was covered with wires and just like, so anyway, I was covered. I had 5,000 wires. I gotten like everything to think of to make this thing happen. And I did the one class and I thought, oh, this is actually amazing. All the people dancing and, and the level, we needed each other so much at that point that we were like ready for anything. And now this has become like two years later, the Tuesday, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time group is just epic. And like, we go such deep places because I've just never, I did a no repeat for two years of music. And normally I would not do that. Normally I would be teaching different people every week. Now I'm teaching the same people and then new people. And, you know, we have this like kind of mixing crowd that keeps coming in and out. So it's been just, for me, that has been my greatest, greatest gift of, of the pandemic was teaching online. And then I thought, okay, we can do teacher training. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to whip this thing together. So I got an Airbnb, made tons and tons of videos, and then just like edit them as quick as I could and then put them up of all the content. Yeah. Wow, and all I by myself. I realized that you did that. So, oh my God, that's so creative. It was just me and some little Airbnb down the street. Cause I was like, I can't do it in this house. Cause there's too many people and moving parts here. So I went there and I would just go all day and just record videos talking. I should do it again. Cause I have so much more content now, but you know, that was for teacher training. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And now anyone that goes through the online journey training has those modules that they can refer so to and practice while they're actually learning how to teach it. I know myself, I just love the fact that you have these videos that I can go back to if I have any questions about a particular um, dance process. You know, mm -hmm. process. And I just need like a few words because that seems as the guide as a facilitator, it's all about the words and the music, right? It's yep. the combination of the timing of the words you use, the music to evoke that emotion, and then learning how to be quiet. <laughs> yes, it's the sparseness and like the 
profundity really of what you're saying. Like he's trying to like find the right words to drop into the psyche of the dancer at that moment. That's going to lead to the greatest possible outcome. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really that, what I teach. And that is a skill, but I'll be totally honest with you. When I first started actually taking your journey dance classes, not even thinking about teacher training yet. I thought, wow, this is so fun. I can't wait to, to do the teacher training and then I'm gonna do the teacher training and then I'm gonna be a teacher. And, and then I realized, oh, wow, this is more complicated than I realized, you know, putting like all those things together in a way that's organic, mm-hmm. juicy, but transformational and powerful. I mean, oh my God. So I was like, I think thank I- you so much. I feel honored by that. Cause like, you know, it's, it's actually my personal medicine. Like, I feel like I came here to this world. I had no idea. This is what I was going to do with my life. I didn't have like a two-year-old dream. I'm going to be a dance teacher. Never, never in a million years. My mother used to call me a spaz and all this stuff, not in a mean way, but you know, she was like, yeah. oh, my little spaz, you know? And I was like, yep. And I love dancing like spaz. And my favorite thing um, is to release anger, frustration. Rawr. Like it's like about movement, not about dance. But then of course I wanted to become a dancer and I studied dance and all that stuff, but, but much more in my twenties, not in my, not as a kid, too many right. shutdowns, too many shutdowns, shutdowns, shutdowns. Cause I wasn't, you know, I didn't have the right body type for a ballerina. I didn't have the right, like, you know, um, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. Now the right body type for a gymnast. Um, I had all kinds of issues and just so many moments of shutdown. I remember one of my funny stories that I'm gonna tell in my book is that when I was little, there's this funny, funny story. My mom had to make this bear costume because I was gonna be, I was in the ballet school at like age four or five or something. And I was gonna be, um, I had to like, I had a little basket full of little confetti pieces and I would go on stage first and toss the confetti for the ballerinas who were coming out after me. And I was in this bear costume. Yeah, I had two, two costumes. One was the bear costume and one was like a little green, like elf thing or something. I was like the comic relief. So funny to me. I think back on that. I'm like, wow, that's what, hence you get shut down because all little ballerinas are coming out and they're tutus. And I never, I never wore a pink tutu, which makes sense because I'm totally like non-binary, but that's okay. It's, it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't know any of this stuff <sighs> you didn't know what's going on. And this is the thing about women, you know, as we are evolving in different chapters of our lives in our twenties and our thirties, that's all part of the process of our own evolution of awakening to absolutely how do we find that powerful goddess within and i'm just thinking you know for journey dance for young people as soon as they can right introduced to this begin reclaiming their parts I Mm -hmm. i feel like for me i think journey dance should be part of the elementary, junior high, high school, college, there should be a curriculum of journey dance. Just FYI, that's my thought process. It's interesting. I want to share something with you about that. You know, I thought about that a lot. And then I thought, I thought about that a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, you know what, as painful as this is going to sound, we come here, like, because we have to have all these experiences. So it's almost like I would like to put journey dance in early for emotional intelligence purposes, but like for the clearing and the cleansing and the awakening, it's almost like we have to go through all of this, like, like experiences sludge, I was going to say in order to uncover our truth. It's almost like we make this agreement with the universe. Okay. I'm going to come in. I'm going to be this amazing little being Then I'm going to get shut down. I'm going to split off from my soul. I'm going to have all these traumatic experiences. I'm going to have all this crap happen to me. And then I'm going to wake up again and then I'm going to become my shining light. It's like, it's like, why do we keep doing this? I think this is not, I mean, if we want to get really spiritual, yes. I won't do that on your, I don't know how deep you want to go on the podcast, but you know, it's like, we really, we are doing this to ourselves. So that's why I said, why do we keep tearing ourselves apart? So whenever you come to it, whether it's when you're 16 or when you're, you know, 62, it doesn't matter because you still get to reclaim, reawaken, you know, get back, own yourself again. I used to teach teenagers and they loved it to a degree. It was very intense. Like, and there's so much stuff going on in a teenager's life because mm-hmm. of the changes in the body and the, and the pressures and the social and everything. I would love for journey dance to be a part of a curriculum for 
teenagers for sure, especially girls and boys, because boys get no chance to express through dance. Otherwise, they're labeled as like weirdos or, you know, freaks or whatever. And luckily, there's so much more boys dancing now. But I'm talking about doing emotional type of dancing. But the girls need it, you know, they needed, you know, exponentially because of all the pressures and, you know, with social media and everything and all the craziness of how we put our value out for social, for someone else to judge us. The journey dance is about creating inner value, not external. I mean, yes, you're going to feel great externally, but it's, it's the inner value that we're seeking, not the external, um, you know, what's the word, not the external, like, um, help me out here you know, the external, uh, yeah, not like the external recognition and the like, right. yes, you're amazing. Like, I don't need, like, I mean, of course it's great to get likes on your Instagram post, but I put my stuff out in order to, this is the honest truth. I, I, every Instagram reel that I make, I make it so that the person will feel something. That's my goal. I want them to feel something. I don't know. Sometimes I, I want them to feel stirred up. Sometimes I want them to feel sad or feel an emotion or feel the prayer kind of that open. I just, I want people to feel something because we've shut down our, our feelings. And that is what's perpetuating all of this polarity in the world and all these problems that we're having right now, which we are having in a great, in a great extent. I just was writing a post. We need, you know, we need our Ruth Bader Ginsburg right now back in this world to have somebody to look up to as an amazing woman who was in her power as well as, you know, in her right relationship with the world. Like she knew that we need to help all the people because everything that's happening right now is still mm -hmm. um, part of the systemic problem that we have. Systemic mm -hmm. racism, systemic, systemic, you know, gender. I mean, everything is just the patriarchy. I'm just letting you know, like that's still there. I mean, according to many spiritual people that I've been studying, they're holding on by their last threads and that's why they're trying to control us in such a way, but we will not allow it. We will keep no. awakening, connecting and uncovering. And you know, what's yeah. really interesting. Last thing, slowing down is so interesting because the other thing that journey dance does, it allows you to slow down your mind and get so into the body that it's almost like a meditation, even though there's a lot of active parts of it it's a meditation at the same time uh, as a spiritual practice and a physical health workout and like all the things you could ever want and an emotional expression. It's all the things woven into one. Mm. So that's kind of mm. what I'm hoping more people will come and awaken themselves to maybe there's other things that they came here to do. They haven't done yet. Maybe they have unlived dreams that really need to be lived and other ones that need to be let go of that are just the societal dream. Right. Right. I really think that this leads to, you know, my also my question about like the divine feminine wisdom mm -hmm. that we yes. need to integrate with the masculine energy. Mm -hmm. We can't just be like, okay, no more masculine, only the divine feminine rules. It's not integratable, right? It's right. Much, it's it's a one polar process that, that's just going right. to create more upheaval because then you're not you're doing that segregation thing we need collectively to rise up this divine feminine energy collectively and then as healers how do we show this integration yes, yes i agree so people can relate to it especially people that are in the business world, right? Yep. I'm a spiritual like meditation healer. You are in that same box. Yep. But I also have other listeners that are business wisdom women that necessarily aren't necessarily healers, but they understand their own power. How can we share with them how they can integrate this and help them with their relationship, with their loved ones and in their businesses. Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, you brought up so many interesting things. So I think that what's happened with the dichotomy and the polarity of the feminine masculine energies is that people, like I feel, I do feel like, you know, some women think that the feminine has to be fully expressed in them and they choose that path and they go full feminine to this complete extreme. And the masculine go at an extreme is either extreme is, is going to create polarity. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
I personally believe that men need more feminine energy in their, in their lives so they can be centered in their balanced, like in, in their balance. And when men come to the dance floor, I, I think they get so much out of it because they come into a different balance. They, they allow themselves to access emotions. I wrote a song about, um, how, you know, like, Hey, little boy, why are you so mad? You know, like, who told you you couldn't cry you couldn't feel your feelings and I really believe it's all about emotions and I think once we open up that box where the men can feel their emotions see if you're not in your body you can't feel your emotions that's the whole thing if you're disembodied and and you're disassociated you cannot feel your emotions so you can continue perpetuating violence violence will be perpetuated until everyone is in their body as soon as you're in your body and I don't mean that you're you're watching the show right now and you're like what does she mean I mean, not fully in your body. I, I mean that. I mean, not a lot, like cutting off all of these parts of us that have feelings because when we feel it could be too much, it could be vulnerable. It, it could be scary. It could be intense. And because we're so afraid of emotions, we shut everything down. We tamp it all down. And then we operate in this, like, I do my job. I blah, blah, blah. This is how I parent. All these different things happen. And we, and we fall backwards in time, kind of like, we're not like moving forward, but if we were in our bodies, then we could feel, and we could then say, okay, when the men become more embodied and the women become more embodied, everybody needs to, we find balance because women have, have tons of masculine energy and men have tons of feminine energy. I, I don't think it's one thing or another. I think the divine masculine is a wonderful thing. I don't have a male bashing thing going on. I think the divine feminine and the divine masculine have a place in this world 100 like if you're going to go to for example like have an experience with a male teacher you want to make sure that male teacher has a nice balanced energy because you don't want to feel oppression and you don't want to feel they have no access to their emotions if you go to a female teacher you want to make sure that they have containment as well as expression so it's both it's like we i i mean i I have a lot of masculine energy and a lot of feminine energy coexisting. And I always have had that. Um, and I think that it's, it's actually made me more accessible and to understand how men and how women are. I do feel like I'm sort of in this middle range of that. I know it sounds strange, but I, I, I really do believe in multiple genders. I don't just believe there's women and men. Right. But anyway, I mean, there's all these genders along this massive spectrum. Right. So my, my point is when you get into, let's say you, you don't allow yourself to feel as soon as you start to feel you're tapping into feminine energy because feminine energy is emotion. Feminine energy is creativity. It's emotion. It's, it's things in motion. And there's many, many people so creative. Now the world is so much more creative than it was before. If you look, just look on TikTok, there's people dancing, making videos, like people are just so creative and they're in their feminine energy and yeah. they're, they're running that and they're, they're adding hopefully positive, uh, messages to the world, yes. but yes. so this balance that we create, like, so then like, let's say you're in a partnership, right. And you're, you're a business person you're talking about, and you're in a partnership or you're in the office and you can feel when there's people that you, that you don't feel safe with, you're not going to have as good of a relationship with them. And you're probably not going to work as well with them. It's like creating sort of a more safe environment for everyone to be able to feel and to be who they truly are is mm -hmm. how we're going to create positive change. I mean, that's the only way. Does that right. make sense? Totally. Makes you talk sense. about the feminine, and the masculine, it's, it's, it's hard for me to, to like separate those. Cause we've had a lot of negative, uh, masculine stuff going on in the last number of years. And we, Absolutely. we have, yeah. So, so it's like, it's a, we have this divine feminine that's surging right now in healers are so many more coaches and so many more healers and so many more dance forms and so many more teachers and so many more people that want to change the world and they need a space to do that. So yeah. I'm excited about the arrival of the, of the divine feminine. Yes, me too. Me too. Yeah. Because I think any rise of quality, caring, loving energy is going to be helpful. And I think what I love kind of like about journey dance, uh, I really want to kind of talk about like the process of how you take those emotions and in integrate them into your body. But like the, some of the things that you do, like you involve, you integrate journaling and journaling. How does that help with the integration? And how do you even trust 
what you're journaling is going to actually, um, you know, support that kindness and compassion with that experience. Mm. That's a lot. So a what, do you lot want, what, what do you want first? <laughs> start, start from the juicy part and di- dissect it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what is journey dance basically? Yeah. So like, especially the component where you're integrating the journaling, cause you have your journal, your journey, you have your journey dance. Yep. And Let me tell people journey. about that first. So they know what it is. So, so, okay. so, so journey dance is a dance form that involves embodiment. The first key is there's, there's all this, it's going to sound crazy, but we roll around the floor. I have a whole series of stretch you out, roll you out, massage your whole body on the floor. You people want to stay on the floor. Once they do it, they want to stay on the floor for 20 minutes. They want to stay on the floor for an hour because I'm we one just, of those <laughs> I know, I know you are. We just don't give ourselves time to be in our body. We're always in our head. So the first layer of journey dance is that. So I call it, you know, embodiment. The second layer is, you know, kind of we move through these different, I'm not going to go through all the series, but we, we come to the next section, which is really about um, expression. So expression is when we start telling our story to the dance floor. That's my big, that's my phrase I've been using for, for 30 years. Tell your story to the dance floor. So I'll play some evocative music that could be like strings. I'll play Bridgerton soundtrack, you know, you know, all this beautiful. And then we start telling our story to the dance floor. It doesn't matter what that means. It just have, you just start moving your body and letting your body speak. The body has a language all of its own. The body is, is an expressor. So we start expressing ourselves through the body. And sometimes I'll play something that's really gritty and edgy and, and like and I'll use process work to help us break out of the box. That's my other one. We build a box, we break out of the box. You know, we, we use our body to discharge the emotions. Sometimes we're just stirring the pot and we're just saying, Ooh, I've been telling that story for years and years and years. And sometimes there are stories that have to be told over and over again until they are heard finally. And sometimes you have to hear it. You have to tell your story again. And when I say it, you don't like, you're not like you're talking to yourself out loud, but you know what story you're telling physically when you're moving the body based on which music it is. If it's a sad story, you have a sad story. If it's an angry story, you have an angry story. Like you, you know, your, you know, your emotions and other times it's just purely creative. And then we move from expression into empowerment. So then I say, okay, now that I know my story, now that I have a sense of what is running my life, because mostly these things are running our lives subconsciously. So we're not aware of all these patterns that we're constantly living. So let's say I know my story now, now I can do something with it. So we call it the alchemy section. We say, I'm going to transform this. Sometimes we do fire ceremony, like in the imagination, we like move into space and we become the flame. Sometimes we do other types of empowering transformational pieces of work. And we shift this thing and we start to see, okay, I've, I've, I can see the story now from a different perspective because now I'm in my inner highest self. I'm in my inner guide, my inner wise one. I'm in, I'm in my inner wise woman. I'm in my high priestess. I'm in my inner shaman, my wizard, all these different words we use to describe the sensation of being able to see from above. Then after we've processed all that, then we move into celebration. We say, oh my God, I'm actually good. I'm, I know who I am. And we can do this over and over again. And then we, it's called elevation. So my four words are embody, express, empower, elevate. So then we elevate. Then we go into this elevated state. And this is where it gets very, very deep. And we find our heart. And our heart is so tender and so sweet and so loving. Every, I, I really believe every single person has the capacity to find their heart. I know it sounds ridiculous knowing what happens is what's going on in the world, but if people were in their body mm-hmm. and could feel what they were doing to others, they would stop because nobody, when you hurt someone, it actually hurts you. It hurts you deeply mm-hmm. when you're angry, it, it hurts. And with righteous anger, I think everyone needs to be angry, but you can feel your feelings without acting on them. <laughs> and doing things to other people with your feelings. So basically we find our heart and our heart is this incredible well of love and, and needs to be listened to and talked to and taken care of like a little baby. And we hold it in our arms and sometimes it is a little baby. And then we move into the prayer where we connect into this divine source and we start to feel ourselves as energy because we're the physical body is the density of the energy that makes you up. So you are so much more than just a physical body. You are a spirit indwelling. You are a soul, 
right? You are, you are physical, but you also are energy. So this is where we get into the energy and we close our eyes and we go deeper, deeper, deeper into the energy. And we let the energy dance happen. And that is journey dance in a nutshell, just so you have a sense of what it is. Okay. So now add the <laughs> pandemic happens teaching journey dance for 25 years. And now we created something. We were like, we need to connect with people more deeply. We need to talk. We need to have people have some a way, a way to talk. We're like, we can't just have them talk. So we need to give them something to write. Maybe they'll write a writing prompt and then they can share something. So we developed Joy Okoye, my co-facilitator of The Remedy. We created this process called The Remedy, which is a mini journey dance, 25 minutes. Then we have this, she's an incredible poetry seeker and writing prompt writer, very amazing with words. And we created this thing called the remedy. And that's another thing that um, Michelle took. Mm -hmm. And we write these incredible pieces. And then we all share. Everyone gets to share. So we break out into small groups on Zoom. This is starting very soon on May 20th. We start the next series. We've had eight seasons so far. Um, and some of them were 21 days in a row. That was really crazy. But it was great. We go into breakout rooms. We share. You get to Your voice gets to be heard. And it's amazing what comes out of us when we are tapped in so deeply to the body. We mm -hmm. tap into a different mind. It's not your normal blah, blah, blah mind. It's a different mind. It's like a higher mind. We call it the soul space. We tap into your soul space. And then you write, I've written like three books this thick already in the last, yeah, in the last couple of years. Wow. Of doing the remedy. Yep. It's been really amazing. And I've written songs to a lot of my pieces so that I could put them into some other form of expression. Cause I think expression is the key to healing. Mm -hmm. How's that? Did I unpack it? You totally unpacked it. So, so good because I really think people need to understand why, why would they want to even take a journey dance? Because there's so many, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of dancing that's out there, but it's not, it's not guided and maybe it is guided, but maybe it's not really breaking down that mm -hmm. connection to what our mind is thinking yes. and what our body is telling us. And I think- This is so deep, yeah. The, the disconnection that we have is part of the pandemic of disconnecting and not seeing what's happening, not only with ourselves, but how we are being with each other as human beings. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just kind of the way the world is being kind of, I feel like it's kind of being like activated mm -hmm. in a very disruptive way. But this practice, this is a core practice of mine now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have meditation, I have biking, Yep. I'm walking, I have hiking, but now if I don't do journey dance at least once a week on my own or with you in on Tuesdays and yep. I think it's Fridays um, class, I feel like kind of sick to my stomach. <laughs> well, it is, it's, it's, this is really important because this is, this is a, it's a cleansing process. It is truly a, it's like a chakra. If you know what the chakras are, it's like a cleansing process of all the energies of the body. So when I say we discharge the emotions that cleans you up. So like, let's say like you've been carrying somebody else. What if you're a therapist and you're carrying somebody else's stories around with you? There's no place to put them. And right. it's very hard. We can get vicarious trauma. We can get overloaded, especially the empaths of this world. We can get overloaded and flooded. And the only way to empty that is to dance it out and to like, let it shake and move and like shift your energy. It's a full energetic clearing and an emotional clearing. So what you're saying is so important. I mean, we need this, like people. And so instead imagine if you were like an alcoholic, that would be a different choice. You'd say, okay, well, I'm going to numb out all these feelings or you were had eating disorders. You'd stuff it or throw it up or what, a, what a kids do there. There's all kinds of awful things people are doing to themselves. There are drugs and, and, and all these negative behaviors and, and cutting and self-harm. I mean, I mean, all of this is a, is, is how people discharge their emotions. Right. And what an unhealthy, sad, painful way to do it when you could do it through dancing and mm -hmm. through, through, through making sound and releasing and, Oh, you know, and all the things we do in journey dance, like letting yourself. I love that, you just did that because that's what she does. By the way, she does. this like, okay, talk. 
let it out, oh, eat, scream, whatever you want to, you know, it's like you encourage to- Well, sound is part of everything. So yeah, I was going to say like, so music cracks the shell of the emotion, right? So we have this shell that we, that we wear. Music cracks the shell. Movement expresses the emotion. Mm-hmm. And then, and then for the writing process, the, the writing prompt drops us into this altered state of writing. And then the sharing is like the connection with others. So that's the remedy. So journey dance is this one practice and the remedy has evolved from there. And I'm actually headed in a whole new direction. I know of yes. my, and this uh, is the embodied leadership transformation program? It is. It is. I mean, it's similar to that. Well, what I, where I'm really headed now, my personal, like, cause I like to, I'm just going to keep growing and I'm not going to stop in 2019, right before the pandemic, I wrote a one woman show. So every year on my birthday, I do something totally crazy in 2017. I had a CD release party and I, I create, I released a CD. I'm doing a new CD, which is all acoustic. Um, but in 2019, I did a one woman show all about my hero's journey of starting out where I was and becoming who I am today, but it's pretty intense. I mean, it's funny. It's got all kinds of, of, of stories in it. And during the pandemic, I said, you know what I want to do is other people. I want to do this. I want to people to create their own one person shows. It is so liberating. It is so fun. I mean, not everyone's an expressor like me, but even if you're not, it's extremely powerful if you're not and you, and you decide you're going to share yourself with the world. Because what are you, like, what are you hiding if you don't share yourself with the world? What are we missing? We're missing the whole thing. I have, I have full respect for introverts. And I also want, I, fu- I do. And I also want to say, we want to know you, right? If, if you stay hidden your whole life, will you have regrets at the end of the life that you didn't share who you truly were? I don't know. So how do you get through that? So we have a whole process and that's my big thing that I'm doing. So I'm going to start a program in the fall. It's a year long creation of a one person show, but it's really a hero's journey. We're going to do dance, movement, um, singing, songwriting. We do, we're going to heal shame. We have shame processes. We have anger processes. We have mother piece, father piece, you know, all the healing that's needed, you know, trauma informed practice. We have people coming in from the outside to help with different pieces and it's just going to be so epic. And then I'm going to rent. I've already got my place rented and I'm, I'm building it. If I build it, they will come. I'm renting this unbelievable theater and we're going to have like a night of one person shows or two nights of one person shows. That's my fantasy. That that's the next thing that I'm working towards. That sounds, sounds very juicy. But currently you can take the Embody Transformations whole entire leadership program, which starts with teacher training module one, which is where you learn the process of journey dance. You get into your body. It's Mm -hmm. called a get out of your mind into your body module. Mm -hmm. Then you have module two, which is the um, empowering your emotions where you learn all the process work stuff that I was talking about, where you break out of the box and you meet your inner wise one and you tell your story at the dance floor and all the emotional pieces. And then module mm-hmm. three, which Michelle just took is um, more of a facilitator's journey. How do I facilitate this? How do I facilitate beautifully? And how do I facilitate other people in healing? And how do I um, bring in all these different components like physical contact if you're in person or how do we do it online? And then the next level is um, my Embody Transformations coaching method, which I have a full client practice. I call them, you know, people I work with, mentees. I mentor people doing emotional process work. So I am a busy lady. She's very busy. I'm a busy person. I don't even call myself a lady, busy person. (laughs) Exactly. So let's give them your um, process, the practices that you do, your core practices to get you in that aligned, transformational, facilitating energy. What are your core practices? Mm, my practices are definitely breath work is like my number one most favorite thing that I do on the side. Medit- I have a meditation practice, more like guided meditation practice. Mm-hmm. Um, using my mind as a tool for manifestation and creation and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, you know, I study like I've studied like all kinds of different courses in, 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 in meditation. And I do love meditation. Um, breath work, as I said, is absolutely essential for emotional healing and release and getting into that God space, that divine space. Mm-hmm. Um, I love walking in the woods and taking, you know, hikes and gardening and doing all that nature stuff whenever I can. But, you know, I live in a climate where we have all four seasons, so it's not, not outside as much as I would like to be. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do live in a little natural little spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, my practice is writing and songwriting. It's my favorite thing. I love writing and I love music. So I love to create music just as much as I love to create movement and dance. Wow. Wow. Didn't, didn't you recently um, write a song for the remedy that I did? I mean, I wrote, I wrote a bunch of songs, but I wrote, I've written a lot of songs recently. I actually, all my rem, a lot of my remedy writings I've turned into songs because they had so much, uh, Mm -hmm. but they rang so much for me. I couldn't let them go. Mm -hmm. Well, I would love the audience to be able to have access to all your juicy things that you offer. And so what would you say um, if, if you were to give like a way, like a freebie that someone could listen to, to get that hit of mm. Tony in the journey dance or even the remedy, like whichever well, one. Well, that would be my, I think, I think what I'd love to offer people would be uh, the remedy. We just did an amazing remedy showcase where right. we had, I think six people read their pieces. And then we did a short remedy practice, which I would love to offer that as a free gift. We just did a free one. Wow. Um, okay. You were there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. So yeah. So you can give me that link and I'll put I that will. in the show notes. So everyone will have access to that because the remedy class starts online. Yeah. May 20th, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. EST, EDT. And I'm sorry, it's so early for the California folk, but we found that was like a really good time of day. For some reason, Fridays just landed for everybody. And we've been doing it um, for two years now. So we have like a really amazing, we've collected so many incredible writings and we're creating some like mini anthologies of people's writings. So if you are a teacher and you want to and you want writings, mm-hmm. you can actually, I believe you can download the anthology. So I can also give you that link from last, the last anthology we made with just yes. amazing inspirational things to read before yoga, before breath work, before dance, just to get people into that soul space of their, of their divine wisdom. Yes. It's so important to slow down and get present within your own self. So you Mm. can have some reflection of what it is that you are here on this planet earth. Like you said, I mean, we're only here for a very short period of time and you share what you shared on the, oh yes. Yesterday about your experience. Yes. So I unfortunately got diagnosed with breast cancer for the second time and It was actually um, in April of last year that I got diagnosed and I had just started the journey dance facilitating program. I think it was module one and I just started it. And I remember I was so impressed that you were showing up every, I was just like, my heart was just like, whoa, this (laughs) woman is so brave and so courageous. Yeah. And I, and I kept really feeling into what was going on with my anger in the fact that the cancer yes cancer had come into my life again i can't say that it was a return of the same cancer because that's not how cancer works um typically you know it's a new tumor it's a new mm. site and it was not only on one side of my breast, but it was on my other side of my breast. So now I had two diagnoses. And if I didn't have journey dance Mm. to help me tune into those emotions, anger, frustration, sadness, grief, sadness, um, a lot of fear because fear, The, the big thing is when you get cancer, when you get a diagnosis, the first thing in your mind is I'm going to die. I mean, even though people survive cancer. Yeah. We're and, very conditioned into that belief. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and even if you're not going to die, the fact that you have to go through it is intense. 
there's no way out. (laughs) There's no way, easy way out with cancer. So having this practice of working with those emotions, I vowed to myself that this was going to be different this time. Like this second rodeo show of cancer Mm -hmm. was going to be different. I wasn't going to bypass those feelings because I think I did. I think I bypassed them because eight and a half years ago, nine years ago, it was a very small cancer. And I think because it was so small that I kind of was like, oh, it was just a little bullet. I'm fine. No biggie, quick, you know, surgery. I'm in, I'm out, no chemotherapy. So Mm. I think that there was some level of really not processing. See, this is the key thing. Processing the emotions in the body. And how Mm -hmm. do we do that? We've got to move the body. We've got to tune in to the body and move the body. So for me, I just feel so blessed that I have this because think about it it is the pandemic you can't really even do the things that you're supposed to be able to do. Like, you know, go take a class or meditation class or yoga or whatever. Right. I'm disciplined, but I like being around other people. So (laughs) because it was online. And so for me, I feel honored and blessed that I was able to work with those emotions and I got my diagnosis, my yearly updated diagnosis and I have no cancer right now in the body. Thank you. Thank you, Journey Dance. Thank you. Well, thank yourself. I mean, and your body for healing you. <laughs> yes, in my body, definitely. So I, I just can't, body. can't say enough about how powerful this Journey Dance can be for you if you allow Mm. that experience to come into your life. So, so, so beautiful. Thank you for telling us that. I mean, I know you spoke about it on the remedy. So if you guys watch the free remedy practice, she spontaneously shares this amazing story um, at the end, but yes, I do. um, I do. And I'm crying too. Yeah, I know. Right. You know, I did, I did bring up my journal. I don't know if this is the right one, but let me just see if this is a good one that I happen to have. I have like a sticky note on something that I thought I could read. Um, Definitely. Share, share. Let me just see if I have one that's like any good. Cause the other book is where I have my, oh yeah, here, here's, here's the one that I, that I read um, at the, at the thing. So in case you don't watch it, I'll read this one to you. So this is after dancing and we dance, we dance and we really select this playlist so carefully. Um, I love music so much. I'm obsessed. I mean, I have like thousands of playlists on Spotify. Like, oh my God, I almost had to give up Spotify. Ah, anyway, that was stressful. So I moved everything over to Apple music just to have a backup. Anyway, now I have everything. Um, But we spent a lot of time on these playlists and then we spent a lot of time on this writing prompt. And this one was called when we let go of all the pretending. Mm. I released my mask of perfection. She who does not break or bend. Now that my friend is pretend. Oh, she breaks and oh, how she bends to please and satisfy and quell and impress. Oh, how she breaks and how she bends even with broken stems and not enough sunshine. She finds her way towards the light. She breaks to take in more, but she bends toward the light. They say in this world, you are good if you bend toward the light and don't break into pieces on the ground. You are good if you don't break the glass veneer, no cracks appear. You are good if you can hold the pain and take the strain and live in the brain (laughs) and take the blame. But what if I break and I bend and I end up in pieces on the ground? Who will come and round me up and put me back in place and fill my cracks with gold and honey so I can look sweet just the same. Oh yes. So I can look sweet just the same hiding under the pain and the rain and the never again, who will come and pick her up and put her pieces back in place. If she's playing pretend what then, what then my dears, women and men of perfectionism, what then 
Where's the raw and the real so deep you can feel, feel and break and feel and bend and sway and bend towards the light in a million pieces and parts. Okay, you are too good. You too are good, good and gritty and real and alive. So very alive with friends to put you back in place again. Goodbye, perfection. Oh, love. <laughs> oh, we I wrote that one into a song and it goes, um, it goes, uh, I could sing it to you really quick. Um, if everyone thinks you're unbreakable, everyone thinks you're the best. You got it all together. So good at hiding the rest. And it goes like, but what if I fall to pieces? I played on the piano. What if I fall to the ground? Oh, how she bends. And it's all about like how she bends. Um, it's about falling apart and being okay with that and having that be okay and that we're not all supposed to be perfect and we're never supposed to be perfect <laughs> we're supposed to be growing all the time and growing right when you watch a plant grow it's like it's growing root it's got so many things going on it's growing so it's stretching and it's pulling and it's like budding and then fruits coming and like all these things and and we think we i think one of the biggest saddest fallacies is that we're all supposed to be some perfect bullshit perfection ideal that doesn't even exist and what we're supposed to be is us you know be ourselves and that's the key so i'm so glad that you invited me on your show i'm Um, so glad you had the time because you were in the middle of birthing writing i'm still writing i'm writing a book right now it's going to come out soon you'll hear about it and then you are a mother you are married you have other responsibilities (laughs) so like share with the audience just before you go, like, how do you do the, <laughs> the, what do they call it? It's not really balance. It's like, how do you create that harmony with your, your family life and your desire mm. to be this facilitator to yeah. help people heal? I really think it boils down to one thing, one thing. I'm serious. It's presence. Because wherever I am, that is where I choose to be. So if I'm making dinner, I'm making dinner. I'm not like doing 50 million things while I'm making dinner. If I'm with my son, I'm listening to him talk. If I'm with my other son on the phone, I'm listening to him talk. If I'm with my partner, I'm with my partner. 100%. Like that's my goal. I'm not always perfect at it, but presence is my goal. So if I'm working, I'm working, right? I'm like I'm like do not disturb, you know, if I'm on my email, I'm on my email. It's like it's like really trying to not be scattered. Mm. I think when I'm scattered, when we get scattered and distracted and we're not whole and all our pieces are together, right? If we're so in pain all the time, it's impossible to be present. Right. If we, that. if we, if we're so emotionally all over the place, how can we be present and being that. honest and authentic? So it's being present and authentic. So if I'm in a bad space, I'm going to say, Hey dude, I'm in a bad space. I can't listen to this right now. I'm so sorry. I can't be present for you because I'm too caught up in my own shit. But if I'm just at least saying that I'm acknowledging that I'm not present and then I can get present, right? As soon as I acknowledge I'm not present, I get present. So that's really that. it for me. I mean, I have a lot of, I, I do a lot of things. I love my life so much. I live my life to the fullest as much as I possibly can. And I'm, I'm setting bigger dreams now. I'm going bigger and higher goals because I feel like I haven't fully reached my full potential. And that's what I want to do. Mm, I love so it. if you happen to be watching this before May 13th, I have no idea when this comes out, but on May 13th, I'm doing a dance with these amazing singer songwriters named the brothers Corin. You can look them mm. up. The brothers Corin. Okay. They are so amazing. I'm working with them on my music, my current music. Mm-hmm. And they are just like helping me so much. And I brought them, they're going to, we're going to do a journey dance Friday night, um, 45 minute dance, and then 45 minutes of singing with the brothers. So it's going to be amazing. And they just get you out of the past thoughts about your voice and bring you into the true voice, like the song inside of you. And that's what I really believe we all have. And every voice is supposed to be heard. I mean, think Mm -hmm. about all the crazy musicians we listen to with crazy voices. And then we judge our own voice is not good enough. What the hell? Not everybody sounds like Adele. That's okay. Adele is Adele. And then there's, you know, Bob Dylan. So when when is this? This is May 13th? 
Yep. This is Friday, May 13th. If, if the show comes out by then, I highly recommend you come. It's a Friday night. So you don't have to give up work or anything. It's an hour and a half, 730 to nine. We'll um, put it on there anyway. Will you, have okay, great. A, will you have a replay of this or they can buy a replay? I doubt it. We don't no. do that normally oh, because okay. we're using music. So we don't do replays. It's just a one, it's oh, a one yeah. hit wonder. But yeah, then I have, uh, let me tell you about my live workshops coming up. And then, okay. um, so I'm doing a live workshop with the brothers Corin mm -hmm. at Omega Institute on August 5th through the 7th. And then if you stay for the week, we have the remedy live from the 7th through the 12th. So if you want to do Omega for one week this summer, Omega is in Rhinebeck, New York. It's about two and a half hours from New York city. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. I call it the magical forest because everything happens there is like, it's like you, you arrive and then everything is synchronicity from that point. It's like, you'll meet the right people. You'll go to the right places. You'll be standing in the right place at the right time. It is just amazing. That place is a magical forest. Mm -hmm. And from, so from August 5th through the 12th, I will be there teaching mm. the voice in motion and then the remedy. And then if you want to go to Kripalu, which is my other home base where I spend tons and tons of time teaching there for 30 years, I'm doing a teacher training module one live. And wow. then I'm doing a thing called um, the inner freedom weekend with two amazing facilitators, my coach, Esther Alley, um, mm -hmm. Esther Jones Alley. And then my, one of my dear friends, Carrie Grossman, who's a chanting hypnot hypnotherapeutic spiritual counselor, unbelievable woman. And we're going to do a thing about inner freedom. So that's at Kripalu in July. That's July, June 26th to July 4th. So I'm there for two weeks. Wow. So you're going to give me all these links because I'm going to put them on the, the podcast notes. Okay. So thank you so much. For You're so welcome. You're so fun to talk to. I just want to share one last thing. Cause I'm so, I'm so, I was going to ask you, what is one more thing that you'd want to share before we end today's podcast interview? I'm, I'm, yeah, I know. It's just, it's about my recent journey. So I recently um, went on a plant medicine journey for seven days mm -hmm. and it was life changing on so many levels. And what it reminded me, what I want to remind you is that we are all these incredible mazes of, uh, of, of experience and all through our maze are all the pieces of ourselves that we need to reclaim and bring home. And mm -hmm. then from there we open our hearts. So then you start seeing yourself through the eyes of love. And then you can be so much more present with every person you meet. Cause when you see yourself through the eye, through a distorted lens, and you have all your filters, everything can trigger you. Blah, 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 and you're always, oh, it's like, we're never really fully present. And then when we can see ourselves through the eyes of love, and that's what the plant medicine does, teaches you how to do. I don't take any credit for that whatsoever, but it is a, it is a bold and courageous journey, not for everyone, mm -hmm. but I did, I did decide to do that this year because I hit a wall in my own create in my own, it wasn't in my creativity. It was in my joy for life. I felt like I had been doing the same thing for so many years and I felt flooded and I felt emotionally overwhelmed that I couldn't be where I wanted to be anymore. And I had to do something really radical to take care of myself. And I never do this. Mm. So like I took seven days to myself, I took 10 days to myself and I did a week before that as well. But basically if we don't take care of ourselves, we cannot be of service. And that's the kind of the last thing I want to say. So whatever you need to do in your life, take care of yourself so you can be of service. Cause that's what we're all here to do something amazing. We're all here to do something incredible. I'm not saying you need to have some big dream. It could be something incredible. It could just be being a, being a, a mom, being a mom, making that choice to be a mom, to take kids into this world. You know, it's not like these have to be like, you don't have to invent, you know, the next cure for cancer, that that would also be awesome, but who knows what it is that you're meant here to do, but trusting that you have personal medicine that you have brought with you. That's what I want everyone to remember. That's why I do all these programs. So people can share themselves and see themselves and see each other and take up space and dance with each other. So thank you, Michelle, so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's such an important share to share with everyone because settling settling into who Our we skin. are yeah. who we are it it's not something that we even take the time to do because mm. again we're in that programming of being um you know productive yep. Yep. and getting things done whatever Absolutely. that is and having that 
opportunity to settle totally brought you back to who you are already before you went to go get settled. <laughs> right. But in a different way. And, and it, it really, way. exactly. But in a different way that you can actually see yourself. Yeah. Right? And, and the, on, on that note, I just want to share something else, like the abundance that is available to us and the abundance of the earth that the earth is providing for us at all times is absolutely epic. And if all we watch is negative news and all we think is happening in the world, yes, there's horrible things happening in the world, but there's also this constant love I just look out the windows and watch the trees dance in the wind. And I remember that there's more going on than just what I'm watching on television. So just remember that, please. And don't get stuck in the muck of all of that. It's just like, it's just, you know, I always say donate to all the causes you believe in, speak your mind, speak your truth, and then go outside and watch the, watch the trees dancing and go swimming and go in the ocean and like be part of the earth. Exactly. So we're going to leave. On that note, remember everyone, <laughs> your activation is our activation. I love that. Bye for now. Mwah. You do a stop video thing? Yeah, I'm trying to do that. you for being here inside the goddess collective i wanted to let you know that when you come to the collective you are receiving free resources that help you with your self-awareness i created free trainings for you it's the julian method goddess activation group it's free and it's a face group collective to help you get started with a new way of living follow along and witness the power of intentionally living with me and step in to the new realm of self-care for the activated goddess their bare bones basic 101 goddess tips and tools you'll get a three-day consecutive boot camp it's a taster of the julian method i help you get started on your goddess practice you'll find it at the julian goddesscoaching.com and also a real special treat you can receive the being and becoming goddess oracle deck yes i birthed this during the pandemic super juicy you'll receive a published deck with a digital deck and also your own goddess activated meditation audio juicy juicy goddess things are in store for you i am so excited for you and this journey have a glorious day and remember your activation is my activation have a great day